Creighton was one of a kind. Funny, larger than life, love, um, amazing athlete, big heart. Creighton, he was very, very athletic. He obviously was on the lacrosse team. He was on varsity for three years. Freshman year of high school, he was in a lacrosse tournament at Duke. It was like one of the first weekends in December. So he was playing a team from Chicago, and um, he was cleated, um, but went to the orthopedist, and the orthopedist didn't know what it was. Could be arthritis, could be this. Put some heavy cast on his leg and stuffed him with pain medicine. Being on that pain medicine was the first time that he had ever felt a high. Recent studies show how common it is for the use of prescription painkillers to open a gateway for opioid addiction. He, he wanted to do the right things. I had no idea that he was battling an addiction to heroin. After years of struggling with addiction, Creighton made the decision to enter a rehabilitation program. He said, uh, I'm gonna get help. I'm gonna go to rehab and it's gonna be a good thing. I'm gonna get my life and family back. And he said, um, Wheaton, I'm gonna get help. Um, I leave it in the... After a month of rehab, Creighton decided to leave the facility. Shortly after, though, he relapsed. On July 15, 2016, at 7 a.m., Nancy Shipman woke to a policeman knocking at her door. So I'm coming down the stairs, and I see a policeman, and he writes down a phone number. This person wants you to call them. And I'm like, is this about my son? Is this about my son? He's like, I don't know anything except to come to this address. I call the number. She said, we have your son, and he is not in good shape. 911 was called, and he was code blue, which means no heartbeat. We have him here, and you need to get up here as fast as possible. I get there at 10.30 that morning, and they had moved him to ICU, and they said that they didn't think he would live till noon. It was a gift because he looked great. Like, he could, like, pop up and be like, hey, mom, blah, blah, blah. His hair was good, which is so bizarre to know that Everything's shutting down. William Creighton Shipman passed away on July 17, 2016. What it was truly was a heroin overdose. And that word is very hard still to say, heroin. It's an awful word. Around Creighton's bed, I told my mom, I said, I don't want any other family to go through this. I don't want, any, I don't want this to happen to anyone else. The story of a young athlete struggling with addiction is a tragic yet common one. However, the Shipman's response to Creighton's death is unlike any other. They have created the Creighton Shipman 22 Forever Foundation and are partnering with Jason Sandoval to head start the Wake Up Charleston campaign. What the Shipman family is willing to do, that is stand up and make Creighton's death mean something as far as not ever wanting another family to experience the grief that they're experiencing is one of the most courageous things I've ever seen. And with all of that, our families decided to start a foundation in Creighton's name. Because if we can heighten it and bring this awareness with your help, um, we can make big things happen so we won't be sitting here talking about it, my son that died. For a minute. And on three, we're going to go one, two, three. Thank you, Creighton. One, two, three. Thank you, Creighton. I'm sorry. I must have something in my ear. I didn't quite hear that. I need to hear that. One. Two, three. Thank you, Craig.
heard about that unbelievable tragedy really cut me to my core. And I, I knew my orthopedic practice, how I dealt with medications, was really never going to be the same again. That was the stake in the ground. All right, things have got to be different. We cannot be losing young people because of what we're doing in our specialty as doctors. It's just not gonna happen. And I can tell you, we have, we have without a doubt saved lives. We haven't been able to save them all, but we have saved lives just by letting these folks know they're not alone, that we recognize this is a disease, that there is a mental health component to it, that we have to, as a law enforcement community, um, be part of the solution. Nancy Stedman Shipman, founder of Wake Up Carolina and Creighton's House, and I love recovery. I love bringing hope to families one person at a time. One of the biggest things is let's talk about it um, and then let's do something about it. Thankfully, I got help before, um, thankfully I got help before I died. I think Wake Up Carolina's mission to have uh, Creighton's House is so needed um, and would provide incredible services to a community that really needs it at this time. For there to actually be a brick and mortar Creighton House through Wake Up Carolina, I think it would be very important. It would provide family members, recovering addicts, addicts in the pits of addiction, a safe place to go and some privacy while they figure out this big thing in their life. One of the reasons that our that we're struggling with addiction and depression and anxiety. And honestly, people don't feel like they have a safe place to go to. And so this is the time and the place that's called for to bring out a foundation and a building for, for Wake Up Carolina. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast. This episode is really touching to me very personal to me um Creighton's story is extremely sad but yet motivational I personally feel that his doctors failed him I think the whole way pain management was treated and is being treated it fails many of our kids um you know the power of these opioid drugs is just crazy and big pharma and these private entities just get away with murder and I mean real people are left holding the bag I think Creighton was trapped between the strength of this medication his pain and just being mismanaged and just treated unfairly in my opinion and there's so many people that you know walk into a hospital innocently with chronic pain and they leave addicted and it's just a touch and go issue and I just my heart goes out to his family and we thank Creighton for his courage allowing us to share his story thank you to the Shipman family Nancy you are angelic your courage um the courage of um Creighton's brothers and sisters is amazing. Everyone at Creighton's house, everyone at Wake Up Carolina, the law enforcement, everyone, I feel like this is an all-in situation. 
just looking at the love and the testimonies, all the students and everyone out there, um, 22 forever, Creighton's death will never be in vain. We will save hundreds of thousands of lives just by sharing his story. And again, I just want to say we have to raise awareness of this crisis because pain management is one thing, but, you know, introducing these powerful drugs to innocent kids and innocent people in general without any real plan um, is just negligent. And, you know, um, in this case, I think Creighton was definitely a victim. And um, we just want to thank him for his courage. And I feel my heart goes out to him. Um, my story as in regards to just alcohol addiction is tough. And I couldn't imagine being in chronic pain um, and being introduced um, to these powerful chronic painkillers. And then, you know, just kind of like being sent home and already in a state of addiction um, by way of a doctor. And I think now is a little bit too late for the people who unfortunately had to bury their kids, um, you know, for medical doctors to say, well, we made some mistakes uh, while these private corporations and people lined their pockets. And they knew prior that these drugs was extremely addictive and it's just sad. So, um, Nancy, I just pray for you. I want you to know that, you know, none of this is your fault. None of this is anyone's fault. It's especially not Creighton's fault. Um, and that's why I'm joining forces with you guys to bring awareness to this. I love you all. And my heart goes out to you. And this episode is intended to bring some motivation and love on a to the actual kids out there that's part of Creighton's house who can identify with his story and my story, and I hope you enjoy it. i catch you guys on the other side. Please enjoy. Where does pain relief end and opioid addiction begin? We began teaching people that pain was bad and that we can get rid of it, and you have a right to not be in pain. This was what drove a whole new wave of addiction because those initial small studies were simply wrong. Small studies from big pharmaceutical companies that claimed high-powered painkillers were safe and that there was minimal risk of becoming addicted, leading to a wave of over-treating chronic pain. But what's happening is many, many people are experiencing profound side effects. Those include addiction, serious respiratory complications, limited concentration over time, fatigue, and the chance for increased feelings of depression. And over time, patients may start to feel trapped by the pills they were once given to make them feel better. They are incredibly valuable medications, but only for a short term and for targeted purposes. Typically safe short-term opioid uses include surgical patients and trauma patients. Also, opioids can be safely used to treat terminal palliative care patients suffering severe pain and cancer patients with pain that won't respond to other medications. Even then, it's important to know we're living in a whole new world of addiction. The wealthy, the working classes, daughters, sons, mothers, fathers, grandparents who are all becoming addicted. 
and it has had a profound impact on our society. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. This episode is dedicated to all my friends at Creighton's House. Listen, I love you guys. This episode has a lot of snippets and the best of some of the parts of the Sober is Dope podcast I wanted to share with you guys. Has some exclusive music that I'm breaking from my album that I, I want to share with you guys has some of my best motivational clips and just some overall information i want you guys to keep this episode in your back pocket if you ever need some inspiration and i just want to connect with you guys on a personal level i love you the whole sober is dope community extends their love at this point we have about I would say 10,000 people that participate in listening to the podcast around the world. We have people all over the sober community, a lot of great podcasts, sober podcasts. Um, Shout out to the Sober Gratitude podcast. Shout out to Sober Queens. Shout out to Recover Yourself. Shout out to my friends from Good and Healthy. Um, We have so many um, beautiful podcasts. Um, Shout out to Jennifer Elizabeth for all of her amazing contributions. Everyone from Recovery Posse. Everyone from Soberlicious. Everyone in the Facebook forums. There's literally hundreds of thousands of people every day that's putting their best foot forward and spreading the message of recovery and life. And so many different energies out there. There's too many to mention. So to everyone at Creighton's house, if you ever feel alone, I know you guys are young. I know you guys are fighting. I know some days it just seems like no one gets you and maybe no one care. Um, and we have people like Nancy and Nate that's out there fighting for you guys. You have Pop Buchanan. You have the whole hip-hop community behind me. And um, just remember that you're worthy. Don't give up on yourself. And the most important thing I could say, and I'm leaving on this, you're not alone. Enjoy this episode. I love you guys, and I'll catch you on the other side. Dealing with your past trauma and prioritizing your mental health is crucial to your recovery. Understanding how events from days to decades ago deeply impact not only your addictions, but also your current life situation is imperative to healing. You are not alone in this pain. There's a path to understanding, inner peace, and resolution. Remember, recovery is a journey, and that journey begins with the first step. Life is short. It's too short to live depressed. It's too short to live anxious, and it's too short to struggle every day with thinking about taking your life. I want to challenge you tonight to get up, that you're not quitting tonight, that one day it is appointed unto all men to die, but that is God's responsibility, not mine. And so I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but I want to say to you, get up. Your future is brighter than your past. I want to say to you in the balcony, get up. Your ladder is greater than your former. I want to say to every person in this room, get up because the best is still yet to come. I got a God who works miracles. Come on and worship him in this. Now existence, you see, is something that is spontaneous. 
the Chinese word for nature, zhiran, means that which happens of itself. Your hair grows by itself. Your heart beats by itself. You breathe pretty much by itself. You don't have voluntary control over these things. So we say it happens spontaneously. So when you go to sleep and you try to go to sleep, you interfere with the spontaneous process of going to sleep. Try to breathe, you know, real hard, and you find you get balled up in your breathing. You've got to let go and let it happen. Because if you don't, you're going to be all clutched up. You're going to be constantly trying to do what can happen healthily only if you don't try. But we have a strange anxiety in us that if we don't interfere, it won't happen. Now that's the root of an enormous amount of trouble. Creighton's house. God bless you all. One of the ways you can find your voice or your creativity is by trying to make a podcast. So for me, I found a way to make a podcast straight from my phone. So I'm going to cut to a message from our sponsor and it's going to give you the details. I urge every one of you to find your voice, tell your story. Maybe you're interested in computing. Maybe you're interested in sports. Maybe you're interested in coding. Maybe you're interested in fashion. Either way, you all have a unique voice. And I urge you to think about starting a podcast. You could be 11 years old. You could be 10 years old. You could be 20. It doesn't matter. You could do it all from your phone using an app called Anchor. So I'm going to cut to a message from our sponsor. Go make a podcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I was young, I always felt like it was a part of me. Um, like I had a twin that was fighting the innocence in me. And I always felt like being that I grew up in, my name is Joseph, but then my family named me Poppy. And a lot of people identify with Pop. So as I became a young teenager, it was like Pop was cool. And I felt like a part of Joseph was forgotten. And I always look at that younger innocent part of me as that sober innocent part before I was introduced to marijuana and alcohol. And the song that I'm about to play for you guys, it talks about how I found my recovery by dealing with both aspects of myself. It was kind of like me dealing with my personal duality, the identity of Pop the artist and Joseph the student, and the identity of the Joseph prior to the addiction and fighting those both at both aspects of myself and leading into my recovery where I become one. So this is a real coming of age song. And this is all about me in my younger years, how I developed through school and my relationships all the way into adulthood and finding my recovery. So I'm sharing this with you guys at Creighton's house because I want you to identify with this and I hope you can identify with this and I hope you enjoy it. Uh-huh, dear poppy. Dear Poppy, I want to thank you for second chances. You taught me to love and above how to dance with everything life through. And you knew what was fake, what was fake, what was real, and what was true. All the hate that they gave from me to you, you deflected to protect my need for truth. When dad died, we both cried. Then you grew, I retreated and transformed into you. We got big and started showing out, showing out. You fell in love with dad, skin and stout. Then came the we, and then came the she. She fell in love with you and part of me. I had the brains, you had the style and the G. So it be, let it be, can it be? I miss me. The drinking got crazy, and Joseph got hazy. And Poppy got stronger, and Joseph got lazy. But maybe tired, I was tired, you try to play me You took over and then try to trade me To the darkness of the street that amazed me But then we finished college and graduated amazing I stepped up and grew out the darkness Pleaded for water, no more brandy, no more bogeys Let's meditate, elevate by chance, get to know me it's up to you, can your little brother live? Can we share the same body and learn how to give? Then you said yes, and then you got sober, and then you fell back, and now we got older. Life is good between Poppy and Joseph. Poppy grew up, and Joseph is a soldier. So I thank you for getting sober for us, and dad would be proud. And now let's show up. Together, 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 together. Imagine if you got what you want every time. No struggle, no hard work, no challenges, no hard work required. 
Some of you are saying that would be great. You would be weak. And then when something hard comes up in your life, you wouldn't know how to handle it. Because you have never gone through anything that strengthens you. You cannot grow without struggle. You cannot develop strength without resistance, without challenging yourself, without struggle. Pain is your friend. Maybe not in the moment, but for the evolution of your soul, for the long-term benefit of you as a stronger human being. Pain is your friend. If you didn't have failures, if you didn't have struggles, if you didn't have disappointment, you could have no strength, no courage, no compassion. How could you? Those qualities are made from your pain and struggle. You are given pain because you are strong enough to handle it. You are given this life because you are strong enough to live it. Because you are strong enough to drive through it, to thrive through it, to inspire others through it. They will look to you and say, "He did it. She did it. I have the strength to do it too." You are stronger than you think. You survived all your challenges to this point. And you will survive whatever is coming. But next time a struggle comes, I don't want you to curse the skies. Know that it was sent for a reason and a lesson. It might be to make you stronger. It might be to teach you patience. It might be for you to show others your spirit. There is a reason. So don't you give up. Loving myself was part of the process of finding fulfillment and recovery. I had to reconnect with who I truly was and had to make sure I put myself first. In sobriety and in recovery, sometimes we have to be selfish. We have to eliminate negative energy from our lives and we have to really focus on our health, our vitality, and our sanity. But the good news is when you love yourself enough, you have the strength and will to love others. And that's the first steps in asking for forgiveness and seeking forgiveness and accepting forgiveness and accepting yourself. It's love. I had to love myself enough to choose my recovery. And I never look back and I never doubt that decision. And until this day, I am excited in my sobriety. December 15, 2019 makes seven years sober and I'm going strong. Love yourself today and choose your sobriety and your recovery today. Holy Mary, Mother God, ask the Messiah to have mercy on my spirit. He's my personal Jesus. My sins have me swimming in a state of amnesia. I'm sick to my stomach. He's my milk of magnesia. Mary, Mother God, not my car, not my visa. Can buy my way home all alone. I'm a geezer. Not that old and my bones is a creature. I'm not that bold, but my zone is the speakers. I went from a kid with the soul of a Reese's to an addict to a 
king Bad habits in my reefer Married from God Have mercy on my features And my kids who come after No rapture come between us I'm such a bad actor All I have is my word Is my bond And the word was with John Was with Jesus Thank you mother God My prayers are in heaven Thank you father God No fear in my brethren Thank you Watch me, watch me. A true hunter is wired differently. He's wired differently. Doesn't have the same makeup. Listen to me. What makes a gazelle a gazelle is how he's wired. When a lion sees a gazelle and the gazelle sees the lion, both beasts see each other at the exact same time. When the gazelle sees the lion because of how he's wired, he automatically, fear takes over. When the lion sees a gazelle, he lights up. It's showtime. The hunt is on. This is what I was made for. And if you ever studied a lion in his natural environment, watch this, guys. If an animal is wounded, the lion won't even do what? Won't attack. Hey, everyone. So the next part of this mix for Creighton House it's very important to me. There's a poem that I wrote my first week of rehab seven years ago called Born Again Me. And why I wrote this poem was, for me, the metaphor for my life at the time when I was suffering from alcoholism was me being in a big ocean and that being the alcohol and me being in a perpetual state of drowning. And right before I was going to die, I had to reach out to a higher power to save me. Um, and through that rescuing, I found my recovery and I was born again through my recovery. Um, so I wrote this poem. Why I want to share it for you guys is it's fresh. It was from the first week of rehab, which is my first week of recovery. Um... 2012 it was um a little bit after christmas 2012 where i wrote this um and it really means a lot to me this poem is read by jen ruff who's my girlfriend and she was so kind to read it for you guys and so enjoy born again me a poem by pop buchanan immature attempts of sobriety Inevitable relapse painful. Ignore constructive criticism as an addict always anal. A binge of seven and seven months at time I swam. It was hard to listen to brethren before drowning. I just ran. I had to find the will to heal this disorder, both cellular and spiritual, or send my soul to slaughter. Darkness within darkness, grim have been my dreams of late. Pray my liver is not dead. Pray the Lord my soul to take. I'm in too deep to heal. Let the cup pass me now. If I was born to be a miracle, I guess God couldn't be proud. 
I can give up and drown forever into a void. Let the darkness pierce my inner sun, for death I can't avoid. I feel this life of promise. Alcohol is my demon. I can join my place as hell, committed suicide by demon. Before the lights went out, I cried to God for rescue. I'm powerless over addiction. I need you, God, for rescue. On my deathbed, I seen light. Then I started to breathe. I'm no longer sinking. I'm rising out the sea. I prayed to God for strength and traveled on dry land. He held my hand with love. Then never again I ran. Many years later, I conquered every sea, the king and queen of dry terrain. Thy sober I shall be. So thankful for the hope to God the glory be. I almost died drowning. Now I am born again complete. The born again me. This song I want to share with you guys real quick is deep. This is from my new album. It's probably going to be one of my next singles. It's called The Will. It was inspired by my older brother's group. They had this song on one of their original albums. And this song is like really motivational for me. Um, I can do the impossible as long as I will. You know, so I leave all my proceeds to my seeds and my will. I could let life live or leave through my will. I can 180, 180, 360 to will. I can do the impossible as long as I will. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a message for you guys. Enjoy it. It's just a snippet. I can't play the whole track, but it's exclusive. I'm playing it for you guys. I want you to always remember when you feel like giving up, I can do the impossible as long as I will. All right. God bless. Freeland, I can do the impossible as long as I will. Able to leave the seeds to my seeds in my will. I can let life live or leave through my will. I can 180, 180, 360 to will. I can do the impossible as long as I will. Able to leave the seeds to my seeds in my will. I can let life live or leave through my will. I can 180, 180, 360 to will. will. I will to be remarkable, sparkable, Peter Parkable, logical, spontaneous. Alien biological. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This next part is special to me. My favorite movie, um, well, one of my favorite movies in my recovery is the movie Creed with Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's like the final installment of the Rocky series. And there's a important scene that I want to play for you guys. And why I want to play it for you um, to my friends at Creighton's house is in our recovery, sometimes we're fighting, we're fighting, and sometimes we fall down. Even in our addiction, we're fighting to get out of it. Sometimes we just feel like giving up. And in this particular scene, Rocky Balboa is training Michael B. Jordan in the desert, and they went through it. They're going through the ups and downs. And Michael B. Jordan is running, and this is towards the tail end of his training, which is kind of like the metaphor for our recovery. 
um, and our addictions. And uh, we're at that tail end of that fight. And Michael B. Jordan collapses. He just falls. And he passes out. And Rocky stops the car. And he's looking at him. And he's saying, get up, kid. Get up, kid. And then the music is building up. And it's this little pause where if he gets up, that means he's ready. His training is done and he's ready for battle, right? But if he doesn't give get up, it's kind of like we're in this in-between place. And I think for many of us in our recovery, we're, we, we're on that floor. We fell, we passed out. Sometimes we feel like we're at the end and we're about to give up. And I'm saying to you guys is get up, kid. Just get up. No matter what, let's get up and keep going. And in the movie, when Michael B. Jordan eventually does get up, it's this big excitement. He's ready. That's when he starts running and he's the champion. And, you know, he moves on to win the championship and to retain his belt. And that's the same thing I want for us. I want us to secure that championship. So enjoy this scene because it's metaphorical for our journey and it's dramatic. And I want you to really feel it. So put yourself there. I cut it a little short. I cut it right at the point where he collapses. All right. So enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll catch you on the other side. Think about it, they don't know what's in my head though. Skid so, maniac, finna go klepto. So hands on, it's gonna hard for me to let go. Lego, my ego, my ego in the same boat. With a slow leak, screaming at the world till she prank up. Two middle fingers, see you all till I'm dead and go.
If you're out there and you're struggling from alcohol addiction or drug addiction and you're at that point in your life where you feel like you gave up on yourself and you messed up and you created too many problems and you damaged too many things and you feel like there's no coming back and you can't believe that you could transform yourself and you feel like you're sick and you just pretty much want to give up. I want you to know you're not alone and there's so many of us out there we understand exactly where you are at and how you feel and where you're coming from because we have been right where you are. I remember a time in my life where I didn't believe that I could come back from the state that I was in. I drank too much. I created too many problems. I was sick, I didn't feel well, I didn't know how long I had to live, I was dealing with half a liver, I lost all my weight, I was unhealthy, I was sick, and I couldn't stop drinking. And I had no energy to work, I had no energy to be friendly, I had no energy to do nothing else but find money for alcohol. And I never thought I could break that cycle. And I know there's million millions of you out there right now that feel that exact same way and I'm here to tell you that you can come back from that you can be healed and you can be a hundred percent and I know some of you may feel like it's not possible mentally you feel drained spiritually you feel drained but it is possible to be transformed in recovery. You just have to believe in yourself. There's so many evidence. I'm a walking case study that I'm in the healthiest state of my life, right? And seven years later, I'm older and I'm healthier than I was back then. And I can say I didn't believe also, but I had to take a chance. I, before I died, I had to say I'm, I gave myself one shot. And I said, this is it. I know I'm going to put I'm a bet on myself and I'm going to put all my chips in this basket called recovery and I'm going to be devoted and I'm going to try. If I don't make it, I don't make it. But if I do, then I'm never going to look back. And I'm here seven years later to tell you that I am whole in my recovery. I am free in my recovery and I am alive. So if it could work for me, it could work for you. My name is Pop Buchanan. I'm almost seven years sober. I'm the founder of the Sober is Dope podcast. Come find me. You could Google Sober is Dope and you could find some answers. I'm a walking miracle and you can be too. I love you all. Choose yourself today. I'll catch you on the other side. Dear Lord, we come to you and we pray for all those who are struggling today. We ask in Jesus' name that you will be with each person who is struggling with addiction, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, pornography, food, or even the need to be needed. Some are dealing with more than one addiction at a time. Lord, you are our deliverer. We can do anything through Christ who strengthens us, but we must take the first step. We must realize we have a problem and a need, and we must ask for help. I ask, Lord, that you will give each one the courage to face up to their problems and to have a strong desire to change. I ask that you will remove all outside influences that hinder them from coming clean, who perpetuate their addictions. 
We ask in Jesus' name that you will bind the enemy and that you will put your angels about each person to protect them from themselves and from the things that keep dragging them down. Lord, I know many self-medicate so they won't have to deal with pain or memories that overshadow their lives. I pray that you will give them the courage and the strength to face down their demons and hurts and to clean out the wounds once and for all so they can be free to be the person that you've called them to be be free from the sickness and pain that keeps them in bondage. Lord, we ask for deliverance, for that life-changing freedom they can find in you, Lord. We ask for healing in families torn apart by addiction. We ask for protection for those family members that are in harm's way because of their loved one's destructive ways. Lord, everyone suffers in a family where there is addiction. Please pour out your grace and healing power on each person who is or who has been affected by someone in their life that has an addiction. May the chains be broken right now, Lord. Set the captives free and please begin that healing that only you can bring. Please bring hope. Give a vision of what life can be as a person freed from the pain and addiction. Lord, for every need spoken or hidden, you know them all and we ask for your provision. Please bring helpful people into their lives that will stand beside them and help them to be accountable to stay clean and free. May you restore their sense of self-worth. May they find redemption and restoration in you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the work you are going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Making a Choice on the deathbed of life at one point, I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice that will determine if I lived or if I died. And if I didn't choose my sobriety, I wouldn't be here today. It was more than just getting sober. It was choosing me and believing in myself and forgiving myself and giving myself a chance to thrive. I ask you out there if you're struggling with alcohol or drugs to try not to give up on yourself and make a decision. And in that decision, choose to live and choose to survive. I am almost seven years sober today. And the last seven years has been very, very adventurous. And it has been the best seven years of my life. So in, in choosing sobriety, choose yourself and choose life. You can't go wrong.